right now. Let's take our Bibles. Yours might be an electronic device like mine. Could be leather bound. Either way, if you're at home too, let's hold up our Bibles and let's say the words that are up on the screen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. It is the indestructible, incorruptible, everlasting, living word of God. I receive it now by faith, and I believe that my life will forever be changed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the power in your word. Jesus, as we minister your gospel today, I thank you that it will change lives. The power is in your word to change our lives. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we commit today to receive your word. Lord, I thank you for helping me by the power of your spirit to minister this word in such a way that it brings life and it helps, it serves, Lord, whatever people are needing today, you supply through the ministry of your word. And we thank you for that and we receive in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are, of course, continuing in our current series, which is simply entitled Forward. But as we continue this series today, I've entitled this message, Better Together. I want you to see and understand the role of the church in helping you move forward. We're your church, and God has called us to help every one of you move forward to what he has for you in 2021. But how does that happen? What can you expect for us from us? You know, they say that the number one reason why people leave a church, a good church, you know, I'm not talking about something bad's going on and you need to leave, but the number one reason why people leave a good church is unfulfilled expectations. Maybe sometimes expecting something from the church that really it's not the role of the church to do. Or maybe the expectation just wasn't made clear. You didn't even know that was available to you. You were expecting, but you didn't know how to receive that ministry. But let's get into this. And I want to take you back to the passage in Philippians where Paul here is sharing about pressing forward. Let's read it. Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 12. It says, or he says, Paul says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not reached it or I've not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Now, even before we get into the specific truths that I want to minister to you this morning, I want to just lay out a couple of things about pressing forward. And the first thing I want us to just acknowledge is that Paul says here that we are pressing to finish our race so that we receive the heavenly prize. I love prizes. Anybody raised with Cracker Jack boxes? And really, I'm not a real, just sweets are not my big thing. And so even as a kid, I wanted to pour out the whole box and waste and put them in the trash and find my prize. Well, listen, remember, as we're teaching you to move forward, it's all about this world. It's about your life in this world, what God has for you and the influence he wants you to become in this world. But also it's bigger than this world. 
You are pressing toward a heavenly prize. One day we are all going to stand before God and we're going to give account for how we pressed forward in this world. He has called us. He's calling us and he's got a prize waiting for us. So we're going to press forward. Now in this series, here's the simple definition that we've used for forward. Forward simply means this. Onward says to make progress to advance. Anybody want to advance? And really, when we're talking about forward, we're talking about that progress. And I reminded you a couple of weeks ago to celebrate the small stuff. Progress also talks about, uh, progress is also defined as improvement. So we're pressing forward. And here's what Paul says. Paul says he is looking forward to what lies ahead. He believes in his future. You see, one of the things that will help you press ahead is if you understand and keep in mind that God's got some things in your future. Get excited about your future. And then as we get excited about our future, we're looking forward. And we've learned over the last couple of weeks that one of the ways that we keep looking forward, that we don't get distracted, is we keep our eyes on Jesus. How many people have got discouraged because they had their eyes on the church? While Jesus is head of the church, there's also a lot of folk in the church. People get their eyes on something in this world, or people get their eyes on their faults. People get their eyes on where they where where they haven't made, not just where they are, but where they're not. And so keep keep your eyes on Jesus. I said throughout 2021, I hope the Holy Spirit says, look here, look here, you're you're getting distracted, look at, keep your eyes on me, let's keep our eyes on Jesus, and then also he says something else here, Paul does, that I think it's just good to acknowledge as we're pressing forward, that will help us, is he said, I haven't achieved, I'm not there yet, it's okay to say, I haven't achieved. There's more God has for me. In fact, you may say, gosh, with all that happened in 2020, I didn't get as far as I thought I would get. But here's what we know. We start by acknowledging where we are, then move forward. Listen, I don't care where you, well, I do care, but you understand where I'm, how I'm using this phrase. I do care about you, but let me put it this way. It doesn't matter what happened now it doesn't matter what happened in 2020 if you didn't get that far you start from where you are and if the apostle paul who wrote two-thirds of the new testament could say i've not achieved because the truth is there's always more in jesus we're always going to be pressing forward so start where you are then move forward and then he says this he presses toward the goal we keep the goal inside and he says the goal is perfection now we understand when he says the goal is perfection we understand that that doesn't mean that we're not going to be uh, without fault or we're not we're not going to do any wrong we understand the meaning of this spiritual word perfection and here's how it's defined it's defined as to bring to completeness to fulfill this perfection is also defined as to finish 
to reach the prescribed goal. So Paul, when he says, I'm reaching toward perfection, he says, I'm really reaching toward the prescribed goal. And what's that prescribed goal? What is he believing that God is going to complete in him? Finish the work in him. Listen, we have to learn to live from the inside out. Take care of the inside first. So often we get so upset and distraught over what's happening outside. I'm I'm not telling you that there aren't things out there that you can get distraught about. Okay? But you got to make sure that you work on the inside. And that's this goal of perfection. And really perfection in what Paul is talking about here. This perfection is about maturing in Christ. The goal is to be more like him. And as we reach toward this goal of perfection, maturing in Christ, there are two things we need to know when it comes to maturing in Christ. This maturation, it's becoming the person he's designed us to be and experiencing all he has purchased for us. It's becoming the person he designed us to be. It's experiencing all he purchased for us. Anybody ready to move forward? See, moving forward toward this goal will help you move forward, advance and make progress in every area of your life. Spiritual things first. Now, I got some good news and could be that you may consider my other news not so good kind of all perspective, but I said I was going to share with you the role of your church in helping you move forward in 2021. There's some good news and maybe not so good news. The good news is the church is designed and Jesus as head of the church will supply us all we need to help you move forward. And we're here for you. Jumpstart is here for you. We're, we're going to help you move forward. you got a church. We're watching over you. There is a spiritual supply that your church will offer you that will equip you and help you move forward. Yay for the church. Say, so Pastor Jane, what, what's the not so good news? Well, the church is made up of people. And so the ones that are going to help you move forward are also the ones that are going to mature you. And we know there's nothing like another believer in Christ who should know better. Helping you be more like Christ. Come on. Listen, the church is not perfect because it's full of people. But the church is the place where you can constantly continually be ministered to so that you can continue to reach for the goal of perfection in Christ. And listen, all of us have been the one that rubbed somebody else the wrong way. Come on. We're the church. And so let's talk about the role of the church in helping you move forward in 2021. Ephesians 4.11. And when we talk about the role of the church, I'm going to start with my role as your pastor. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, 
the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Now, in this passage, you're probably familiar with it, and and in this passage, Paul really teaches us about several gifts that are given to the church worldwide, the overall church, but he also, in this passage, speaks about gifts and a particular gift that is given to the local church. And for the local church, the gift that is given to the local church is the pastor, the shepherd, the one that's going to feed the flock, guide a local church. And so that's my role, is to be pastors and teachers. But each one of these gifts, each one of these, they call them ministry gifts, have their role. But here's, I'm going to just talk about my responsibility as pastor for just a minute, since we're talking about how can this church help you move forward. My responsibility as pastor here, according to the scripture, is to equip you and to build you. Listen, even out there, you in Facebook land, wherever you are, listening to us, if you're going to a church that when you leave, you feel worse than when you went, wrong church. You need to go to a church where you're being equipped and you're being built up. That even when I feed you spinach, you still know you needed it. Come on, that doesn't mean that everything I'm going to say is going to be something that you always want to hear. But it means that you're going to know that when you hear it, that it was for your good and done in the right spirit. But my role is to equip you and it's to build you up. This word equip literally means complete furnishing. Boy, does that sound familiar? How about perfection or completion? Well, so see, I have a role. God gave you the church to help you reach that perfection. And part of that role is that pastor teacher that teaches you and equips you. Also, my role is to build. This word build is defined as the act of one who promotes another's growth in Christian wisdom, piety, happiness, and holiness. People who come to church are happier. Come on. The number one way that I equip and build you is through the teaching of God's word. Wow, there's nothing like words from God. Truth from the word of God to equip, to build, to help you in your situation. Even though the situations are so different, we may be at different places in our faith, but the Word of God has a way of ministering right to you and helping you. And that happens as a pastor, teacher, a local church ministers the Word of God using the gift that God has for them. You know, sometimes people say, Pastor Jane, I don't know how you do that. It's a gift. It's a gift. I couldn't do it. I don't know how other people do some things they do. I mean, these people up here sing, Tanya and the girls and Tim and Tracy play and sing. Not my gift. I took piano lessons, took clarinet lessons, and just so you know, I did go to, those of you in the music world, even, you know, students, you know, if you've ever been a student in a band, that they go and you, you can they judge your band and then you can also get in smaller groups well I went by myself and I got ones playing the clarinet yeah clap you clap if you want no, I'm just teasing 
I, I can't even play a clarinet worth whatever today. Because I, I was disciplined, and so for a season I learned how to do stuff, but it is not my gift. I don't even want to play it. I Hire somebody. Pay, you know, get somebody with a gift up here to play that. I'm not playing it. My gift, though, is to teach you. How did I get off on all that? Listen, let's get back to the message here. Anyway, I have been proud of that all my life, and I just wanted to share it. <laughs> oh, Forgive me, Jesus. I'm taking your time here. Now, listen, he says that I'm supposed to equip and build you, that we're supposed to continue until there's some maturity. And the truth is, we'll always be growing. And he said, our goal is, is that we as the church would mature in Christ so that we come to the unity of the faith and so that we mature until we reach the full measure of the statue of Christ. Wow. Wow. A church should grow and develop. Let me just say this. We must gather to hear the word. And so I want to commend all of you this morning for gathering. Those of you who have gathered here in person, those of you who have gathered online, I realize you could be doing something else, but you gathered. If you don't come together, then I can't minister to you. You won't get equipped. You won't get built up. And while I am so looking forward to the day when those that are in this area, how many of you know we minister to people who don't even live around here, so we need online, and then there's times that we need online because not everybody can gather. And while I'm looking forward to the day that everyone that can will be able to come to gather again, I realize, too, that we need to use every tool online and in person and let me tell you this, thank you for those of you who are in person, because if you weren't here in person, there would be no online. Okay? If I didn't show up, if I wasn't in person, if the team wasn't here. So we both have our roles. But thank God that we're gathering, because then we're equipped and built up. And then here's why it's so important that we gather, and we're built up and we're equipped, because church then happens. You see, I realize that I'm not the only gift to this church. I have a gift for this church, but I'm not the only minister. There is no such thing as a member of the body of Christ who isn't a minister. Every member a minister. Every member has a ministry. It just so happens that my ministry requires that I do this full time. My ministry becomes my profession. Your ministry may not be your profession, but you have a ministry. And my role is to help you complete that ministry. You see, I love it because when we gather and then you're equipped and built up, then church happens. This is only the beginning. I only get it started. Wow. Then church happens. Sunday ministry is a big part. In fact, we could say it's kind of the foundation of what we do as a church. But it doesn't start there. It simply starts. I mean, it doesn't stop there. It simply starts there. We've got to be bigger than Sunday. If we're really going to be the church, we've got to be bigger than Sunday. Did you hear me? If we're really going to be a church in this community, we've got to be bigger than Sunday. Sunday ministry is a big part, but only a part. As the church, we are called to be bigger than Sunday. Sunday equips us and builds us so then we can be the church. Let's talk about your role. Really, together, when we come together, we grow. Here's what begins to happen. 
when I do my role, and I'm committed to continue to do my role. I study, I pray, because I love you guys. I'm called to you. I'm called to serve you. There's nothing I enjoy more than making sure that I am ready and equipped. Somebody was saying, uh, Jeff and I were out with the leadership on Friday night. You have a great leadership team here, people who've kind of stepped it up to lead teams in here. and so, so grateful for them because they do so much. Um, but we were with them on Friday night, so one of them said, well, you know, this is y'all's date night. So does Jeff have to make it up? You're going to go out on Saturday night? And, you know, we just said, you know what, Saturday night? Usually we don't do anything, because you know why? It's not just about my message, it's about my heart. And so I want to set my heart in the direction that it needs to go on Saturday night. And I do that because I'm thinking about you, because I value so much God's call in my life to help all of you move forward, to be equipped, to be furnished with what you need. It matters to me. Because it matters to God, to Jesus. But now here's your part. You ready? See, I was so nice about that because now I'm going to tell you your part. (laughs) Ephesians 4, 14. We're going to just keep reading. Here's what happens. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Wow. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Listen, when we gather, then we grow because we are better together. Because when we gather, I'm able to equip and to build you so that then you can do your special work. You can supply your part because we are the church. You've got to understand what the church is. The church is not the pastor. The church is not an apostle. We need those gifts. The church is not the people on staff or just the people on staff. The church is all of us. We don't just go to church. We are the church. And yes, I'm still talking about you moving forward in 2021. He talks about the maturation process here. He says, the first of all, we need to learn the truth. When in equipping you and building you, I equip you with the truth. There's no greater weapon than the truth of God's word. Truth matures us. Really, we could say this first. The church is the pillar of truth in this world, and our world needs the truth. And then what truth does is truth matures us. And then as we mature, then we begin to speak the truth in love. The body of Christ, our fellow believers, and the world needs us to speak the truth in love. Come on. You've got to have those two. You can't just get out there and weld the truth without love. And you just can't say, I love everybody without telling them the truth. I'll just put it this way. When you hear the truth, repeat with love. When you hear the truth this Sunday, building you up, how do you, just very simple way, you might know someone else in this church that's your friend, your, maybe they weren't here today, or maybe they're doing something. Repeat the truth with love. Mm. And then find your place and do your part. Now, I, I will say this. You know, earlier somebody was saying about growth track and jumpstart. Growth track helps you to find your place. 
Growth Check is coming up. It helps you discover the gift that's in you and helps you see what opportunity here at Faith Life Church you may be able to use that gift at all. So Growth Check just tells you a little bit more about who we are as a church. And so you need to find your place and do your part. And here's what we know. We mature, move forward, become more like Christ when we begin to do our part. To be like Christ is to serve others. Wow, that's what it's about. You see, this morning, there's someone serving, ministering to your children. There's someone serving in the preschool, taking care of your little ones. This morning, you saw the team up here serving you. Listen, people welcomed you at the door, serving you. People were in here to clean the building this week, serving you. Do you know some one of our church family that watches online? They download my sermon notes for me every Sunday on the Bible app. You see, they may not be gathering right here in person, but they're still the church. Another one of our older members, our seniors who just is not ready quite yet to come back out. She writes notes to our guests. So you see, she's she's still being the church. Come on. Now, I do believe the church is most powerful when we can come together. There's a point where we got we to gotta pray toward that. We got to gather again. We got to gather again. It's so important to gather. But church happens when people mature, take their place, do their part. Wow. God designed that we need each other to grow. And really, that's what Jumpstart is really all about. At Jumpstart, you're going to see people who are doing their part, who have found their place. Really, I think other than Pastor Larry and Connie, there are no other staff members doing any presentations at Jumpstart. And yet you're going to hear about 10 ministries or so, small groups that are available, married ministry, you know, single ministry, youth, that's all available to you because the church is happening. Listen, the church is a happening place. Wow. So I want to encourage you. You say, well, Pastor Jane, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday from 930 to one and we're feeding you breakfast and we're giving you lunch. Come on. (laughs) And you're going to be ministered to even while you hear these presentations of the different ministries, you're going to be ministered to. Wow. God designed us so that other people help us grow. And those people at Jumpstart, they are there to help you grow in 2021. And we're going to show you ways that your church is, can come along beside you, what we're offering you to help you grow in 2021. You'll find a place where you can connect. Now, as we begin to close this out today, I'll talk to you about faith, friends. Because you see, when you get connected in a ministry, whether through Growth Track, and Growth Track is coming up in February. So if you've not gone to Growth Track, it's just two Sunday mornings. And I encourage you to do that, two Sunday mornings in our 930 service during this service. Instead of coming here to service, you just go to Growth Track. And so I encourage you, because you'll find faith friends as you begin to minister. But also in small groups, getting in smaller groups, like Joyful Our Women or Iron Men Our Men. You get in smaller groups, and, and here's what happens. You make faith friends now you do know this this is a role of your church is to provide you with some faith friends but it's really difficult to make relationships real solid friendships on just sunday that's why we have to be bigger than sunday 
because really we're doing what you do at church on Sunday. And certainly church is uplifting, it builds, but you only experience uh, the main thing that you experience on Sunday while other people front line set me up. But really it's about the word and you're really coming here to receive the word and not a lot of time to fellowship, but you need some faith friends. To move forward in 2021. In fact, you need some crazy friends. And and here's why I want you to come to Jumpstart, because we want to be your crazy friends. Let me share with you a story. Many of you may know where I'm going, but I want to share with you a story in the Gospel of Mark about four friends that I would want to be my friends, my crazy faith friends. I'm not talking about crazy people, okay? I'm talking about people that get you to Jesus. Listen to this story. You may remember Jesus is preaching in this house, and the place is so packed, people can't even get in the door. And then what happens? Mark chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men came, came, arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven you. And you know the rest of the story. This man who was paralyzed on a mat got up and move forward. Come talk about forward. But how'd that happen in his life? It happened because he had four crazy friends who would not give up. They were going to get him to Jesus. Listen, the church is all about getting you to Jesus. The power is not of us. The power is of him. But we, as your church, all those people in Jumpstart, they want to be your crazy friends this year to help you get to Jesus. Because they know if we can get you to Jesus, you're going to move forward. But here's what I want you to do, too. Let let, let me just, let, let, let me say it this way. Church is made up of crazy friends helping you reach Jesus. And we want to be your crazy friends. And we believe that you'll meet some of those crazy friends and some of the small groups and the other ministry. We want your teens to have crazy friends, crazy faith friends that will help them get to Jesus. Amen. Now listen, but here's what I want to challenge you to do too with Jumpstart. I want you to be a crazy friend. I want you to invite your neighbor that's not going to church that you know they may have a teen who... They might need to hear what we could help them with as a family. Or or maybe a husband and wife in a married group. Or or, or maybe just single. Maybe a a, a woman or a lady that needs to be around other men or ladies. I want you to be a crazy friend. And I want you to do something and go out and invite somebody. Jeff and I have already talked about people that we want to invite to Jumpstart. Because we want to help them. We want to be crazy friends 
that bring people to Jesus because once they come to Jesus, they will never be the same. Listen, as your church and as your pastor and all those involved in Jumpstart that are leading this with me, we want to get you to Jesus this year. And we believe the ministries that you're going to hear about and see about and jumpstart will help you do just that. They're going to help you find some crazy friends, and you're going to see that we are those crazy friends too. Amen? Now listen, here's the truth. We've talked about the role of the church, talked about my role, talked about you getting involved. But here's what we all know in the end. We are better together. Come on. So that's why we gather, so we can get better and move forward in 2021. Did you get something out of that today? I pray that you did.